Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Welcome to Case Closed, the Contingency Fee Podcast. On the show, our team of industry experts interviews contingency fee attorneys. You will discover everything from how they got started to the secrets of their success and what's working in today's marketplace. And now, here's the Case Closed Podcast. Well, good morning, all. We are here for another session of the Case Closed Podcast with the founder of the Madonna Law Group. Please introduce yourself and tell the audience all about your back. Good morning. My name is Bobby Madonna. I'm currently an owner of Madonna Law Group that was formerly known as Mander Law Group. My husband and I are equal partners in the law group that we took over almost two years ago now. Prior to being at this position, I worked at Allstate as in-house counsel, so I know this game from that side and I decided to come over to the personal injury side roughly four years ago because I was a personal injury attorney at Mander Law Group before we took over the firm. And then before working at Allstate, I have a background in criminal defense. I work for the Innocence Project. I work for an attorney named Todd Foster doing white collar criminal defense. And that's pretty much my background. I was also a public defender in Hillsborough County from Allstate. For those who don't know of the background, you are probably have one of the best backgrounds to be uh, a plaintiff's attorney. So I'll help the audience know. As a public defender, they're overworked and they have to figure out how to do the best job with not enough resources. And then Bobby Madonna then worked on the opposite side, so knows how the defense thinks. And you want to talk about pressure criminal defense attorney high end. And I know Todd Foster. If Todd thought she was the Mac daddy, she is the Mac daddy. All right. So what is the best advice you've ever gotten and from whom? The best advice I've ever probably gotten is run your own race, not compare yourself to other people. Do the best that you can every day is the way I've taken that advice. And I got that when I was a public defender. Instead of, you know, people compare themselves to everyone else and it's just focus on what I want to do. And I've taken that to heart. Another really good piece of advice I got at the PD's office is, look, you don't have a crystal ball. You don't have a magic wand. All your clients want you to have that crystal ball and be able to predict the future or turn back time with your magic wand. You don't have either of those abilities to do the best you can with what you have. Did you know uh, a public defender named Jill Menadier? I do not. She worked at the the office at some point. She was my boss as a prosecutor in Miami. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was a prosecutor under Reno. I'm an old guy. (laughs) Um, What's the most frustrating part of being a PI attorney? I would say the most frustrating part of being a PI attorney is the elements you can't control, Right. You have a case that comes in the door, the person is extremely hurt, and there's low insurance coverage, right? Or you have somebody come in and there's a million dollar umbrella 
but unfortunately the damages are minimal. Lining up the stars of the a great plaintiff, liability is clear, damages are severe, and there's coverage to pay all that. It's something beyond my control. So I would say that's the most frustrating part. All right. So how about a bit of advice on uh, being able to align them up better? Uh, when adjusters jerk you around, have you ever tried to do a RICO case against them? I have never tried to do a RICO case against them, no. Okay. So the element of that started with the work comp law, where they created, uh, uh, if you commit fraud, it's criminal. The new law seems to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, the new property insurance law seems to say the same thing. Three separate instances where they jerk you around in the case and different dates might help you get a leverage point and get more money. It's redemption time. I, after being a prosecutor, I did in comp defense, insurance defense. So I have to help out to redeem myself to see if I can go to heaven. <laughs> oh, I like you writing it down. That, mean, that means yeah, I might I be mad at daddy. I liked it. Okay. What is the biggest award you have gotten to date without telling me the name of the client? The biggest award, I mean, I think 1.4 million. All right. What is the most uh, famous case you've got? From a PI perspective, I don't know if I would have any cases that I would consider famous. Obviously, when I worked at the Innocence Project, I had a lot of pretty famous cases that I could tell you about, which is kind of off topic to this podcast. But when I worked at the Innocence Project, we freed a man named William Michael Dillon, who was wrongly incarcerated for 27 years. We were able to prove through DNA evidence that he was not, in fact, the perpetrator of the crime. They were able to run that DNA through CODIS and actually eventually find the true perpetrator. Um, Bill Dillon's recently released a book. He's a musician. He's performed with Willie Nelson. And He's had to cram a lot of life into a little bit of time. So that would probably be the most famous case that I was ever involved in early in my career. What type of PI cases do you, your firm handle? We handle bodily injury and UM cases, mostly car accidents, slip and fall, accidents, liability, things like that. Okay. Uh, when you're doing your car accidents and your slip and fall, how often does science get involved? Well, science will get involved, I would say, when we have to hire engineers or accident reconstructionists, and there will be some science involved in those situations. Um, so how often that is, I mean, less than 50% of the time, I would say. All right. And do you often use letters of protection to obtain uh, treatment for uninsured uh, plaintiffs? Not anymore. And why? Because of the new bill that was passed by Governor DeSantis with regard to tort reform in April. And so it abrogated uh, letters of protection. Yes. Well, the new law that we're all figuring out really makes letters of protection the key to opening a lot of discovery with regard to the medical care providers and the law firm. So while letters of protection were something previously used, I would say by all PI attorneys, those are going to become part of the past under this new bill. And so what is the solution that you see uh, for obtaining treatment for uninsured plaintiffs? 
Well, it's going to be a real issue of figuring that out. Obviously, there's medical care providers that if your firm has a relationship with, they're just going to have to trust that it'll be provided back. Medical care providers are going to have to figure out forms around this law if they want to do that. I mean, what is the plaintiff's bar thinking is the solution to the abrogation of um, letters of protection? Well, they're thinking the solution is creating some type of document and they're not obviously given by the attorney that the healthcare provider has an agreement with the client that just explains, you know, one form can be if you have health insurance that you're choosing not to use the health insurance for a variety of reasons, such as being able to get in quicker to appointments to be able to have this particular doctor treat you. And so you're agreeing that if there was any type of settlement that you will be paid back, but you're ultimately responsible for that bill, regardless of what happens with your personal injury case. So would you think that if there was an entity that would finance plaintiffs via a specific doctor, so Dr. Jones, and we'll use a guy, I don't know if he's still there, is Dr. Bobby Martinez still practicing? Yes, sir. So I had Dr. Bobby on both PI cases, both sides, and Bobby. Bobby's the forensic guy of forensic guys. If Bobby Martinez had a financing program specifically for plaintiffs would that came from a third party, do you think that would resolve the issues under the new law? Yes. I think mm-hmm. that's a potential alternative. The only, the remaining issues would be what type of interest that that company would be charging the client, as we know, with regard to clients who want to get loans out or, you know, lending prior to, I mean, that's a real problem with regard to the interest rates that are charged for them. So, well, I mean, this is a, clearly it would be under the usury rates because it's not a payday loan. So, right. So, yeah, I think that would be a good alternative. Okay. And if you were served with a lien, that wasn't created by you, what do you think your duty as a plaintiff's attorney would be if a doctor created a document that basically acted as a UCC1 uh, and a security interest on the uh, PI case? I mean, I would be obligated to pay off the lien and negotiate the same as I would be with any other lawful lien. Um, and do you think there would be any downside under the new law for anybody in the the process uh, if a third party contracted with the doctor and offered lending to his patients? Well, it would depend on what that lending agreement looked like. If it would, Well, assuming it was compliant under the usury law. Right. Well, I'm saying also with regard to future damages, how it would look. Well, clearly they would only loan money up to the time of trial. Right. I mean, I haven't thought about that aspect, but I think it's a good alternative to be explored. Okay. So um, how many attorneys work in your firm? Four. And you and your husband are the partners and the other two are associates? Correct. This law firm is a small town law firm located in Dade City, Florida in East Pasco County. And so our law firm model is we're a hometown full-service law firm. I run the personal injury department. My husband runs the criminal defense department. The two other attorneys, one does business law, 
The other one does family law. Our business model is word of mouth. We want to be a one-stop shop. So you decide that you want to get a divorce, you come here. You get arrested for a DUI, you remember, oh, they helped me on my divorce pretty well. I came back. Then you get in a car accident. Those people really did a good job with my DUI. So you're, you're, you're generally, uh, four people create a general practice, basically. Correct. I'm trying to remember, I have an associate, or former associate. Uh, I can see his face. He does family. He and another attorney who was an associate mine. What are the family law attorneys you know up there in day two? Well, Dan Dwyer works at our office. Um, Marcy Baker, do you know Marcy? Yes. Marcy was one of my associates. And then, oh, I'm, I'm forgetting his name. He's a family guy mustache, does divorce only, and he's up in day two. And he only does divorce? Yeah. Uh, I can see his face, lives on an orange grove. <laughs> I remember everything. A lot of in so, yeah, Marcy uh, started her career with us. Oh, wow. Yeah, her office is in Zephyr Hills, so right down the road. Yeah, so... Well, it's a small world that we live in here in the law. So, well, Bobby, thank you for your time. This is uh, the Case Closed podcast. And we, uh, if you need anything in Dade Hills, Zephyr Hills area, uh, with her background, her firm must be as good on all the other things as she is, because she's got a background that'll light you up. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Case Closed, the Contingency Fee Podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's guests and their insight. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Case Closed, the Contingency Fee Podcast is led by industry experts who unlock insights from the nation's top contingency fee attorneys. Each week on the show, the guests share how they got started, secrets of their success, and what's working in today's marketplace. Guests on the Case Closed Podcast include successful contingency fee attorneys that will share their secrets so you can close more cases. Tune in each week for a dynamic conversation about winning legal strategies that will grow your business. 